Hey there, and welcome back to the Label 1976 podcast. It is your host, True Straub. How are you guys doing? I hope well. This is going to be the first episode of the new year 2023. I know for a lot of you, if you feel like me, you feel like 2022 was a flash in the pan, but so much has happened. So much has happened in 2022. So this is going to be my wrap up of 2022 and all the different things that happened that affected me and that possibly affected you type of thing so it's going to be kind of a different episode to where um I just go in and just give my opinion on things pretty much and I'm not a news uh journalist or anything like that that I aspire to one day probably be as somebody's auntie doing that (laughs) but this is just going to be my opinion on things that happened in 2022 and if you have uh if you share joint opinions with me great if you don't I understand that as well but what I would like for you to do in the new year right now off top the beginning of, of January right now is to follow the podcast so that you're aware of any episodes that come up every time I drop them pretty much so I hope that you're here for the ride because I'm here to drive so in this part of the episode I just wanted to take time out to give condolences and also speak about some of the people that we did lose in 2022 that affected me and that I were huge fans of so I did want to speak because Gangsta Boo just happened yesterday and it's so crazy that it came up on Instagram about Gangsta Boo because Gangsta Boo and 3-6 Mafia were like a huge part of my teenage years or going into my 20s. Like they came out in 1991, 3-6 Mafia. And when 3-6 Mafia came out, it was just so hood and so gutter and so just refreshing to hear them tear the club up. Uh, Gangsta Boo had Where My Dollars At, 3-6 Mafia as a whole group. They had, um, I'm not the type to get involved in long relationships. I think it's just called Bad Relationships or something. I don't even remember the name of that song. But I used to just listen to their CD and go to like the drive-in movie theater on Moreland Avenue and just be in there. And we would (laughs) listen to that all the way to the actual drive-in. And it was like, it's so, it was just so original and so hood I guess I want to say and it's so crazy whenever you think about suburban kids they always say that suburban kids always like the most hood stuff because you're not living that life kind of thing and I guess that's what it was but I don't know I've just always been hood in my mind (laughs) who knew well everybody that knows me kind of knows that but at any rate three six mafia was a huge deal project pat lord infamous gangsta boo little chat DJ Paul, DJ Juicy J, Koopsta, like all of them, the whole group were like solo people. They could all be solo and they all did have their own solo projects. And when I think about Gangsta Boo, I'm just like, when I think about what them dollars at and stuff and her being a brown skinned woman and just not the typical society norm of beautiful in ignorant people's eyes back then, but how much confidence Gangsta Boo always exuded no matter what look at Glorilla right when we're talking about Glorilla and we're talking about music and stuff you can tell she was heavily influenced by 3-6 Mafia even the song that she has right now with Lotto 
it's like a sample of tear the club up from three six mafia three six mafia the memphis is just different and just so everything even if you think the deuce deuce and maybe some of my listeners don't know any of these people that i'm speaking of but i'm telling you i beseech you to go and just listen to it you know even if you're if you feel like you're too old to listen to this stuff or whatever i'm just telling you like the amount of artistry that went into three six mafia they they were talented you know, even with them going down to doing the verses with Bone Thugs and Harmony and when Busy Bone, which was actually my favorite one in Bone, got into it with Gangsta Boo and was just saying how ugly she was and all this kind of stuff or whatever. And it's just crazy. And then Little Chat came to her defense and came out and was just like, what? You crazy. That's you, You're the whole reason that the group broke up. You're the whole reason that Bone Thugs and Harmony broke up. But you have to also understand there was a lot of drugs <laughs> within these groups back in the day like that. And when you think of Memphis culture, this is only what I've read, so I don't want to offend anybody. When you think of Memphis culture and you think of 3-6 Mafia, you know, they really glorify lean. They really glorify drugs and stuff. I mean, they, they pretty much did. And when I heard of Lord Infamous, which Lord Infamous was DJ Paul's brother, he passed at 40 in 2013. His mother found him just slumped over. He had had a cardiac arrest at 40 and was just dead at the kitchen table. I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine being a mother and seeing that. And a lot of these drugs just take you out fast like that because they speed up your heart. It's going to send you into cardiac arrest or stroke or a brain aneurysm. So I don't really know for sure and I don't want to even come to terms that Gangsta Boo is not here. When they said DJ Paul confirmed it, they said that they found her on the front porch and she was deceased. No telling how long, but I just want to say, for real, drugs are horrible. I know drugs, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. All that kind of stuff that I had when I grew up, that those commercials were on there. It's like, I don't feel like there's enough commercials anymore about how horrible drugs are. I don't. But alcohol is a drug as well, and that's illegal. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to jail for unless you're driving for alcohol. But all that stuff, anything that, that, that alters your brain state, it's just going to be bad. And too much of a bad thing is never good. It just isn't. So, And even if you own pills or even whatever you're doing, they are lacing stuff with fentanyl now. And fentanyl will take you out of here with the quickness. I guess it, it's, it's disappointing. I'm saddened. I'm dismayed. I was telling a friend that earlier. I'm just really dismayed. And, and I hope that her kids and that her family and that people just understand this stuff on these the street drugs. And again, I don't know for sure if this is really what she died from, but this is just the stuff that I'm seeing online that they're saying. I just hope you guys are being safe when it comes to this stuff because it's happening too often and too much. And that's all on that. And I'm off my pedestal now. Rest in peace, Lola C. Mitchell, a.k.a. Gangsta Boo. You will be sorely, sorely missed. Um, and let's go into somebody else that I wanted to talk about. Takeoff from the Migos. This one hit me hard because Takeoff was my favorite member of this group. To me, in my opinion, he was the best lyricist. His demeanor was always cool. He was just always, he just always seemed unaffected uh, by the fame kind of thing. 
definitely very, very flossy. You know, you always floss in because you're a rapper. But I don't know. It hurt my heart whenever that happened. It truly did. And it also had me questioning how long does someone grieve? Because whenever you're on the social medias and stuff, it gives you this different outlook on people when you feel like, you know, this is your favorite brother or favorite, I think he's Quavo's nephew and Quavo was his uncle. So when I see him, you know, when you see people living their life and stuff right after, like, I don't even think it's been a full two months. Um, it just makes you look at things differently. And, you know, I think at this point, we all know that the music industry is evil and it, it seems to be evil and that a lot of things happen for other gains. So I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm not going to go in that route with it, but I just have my own different thoughts and notions on it. And, um, I don't know. I, I feel like if my best friend or brother or something that someone that was like a brother to me or a sister to me passed two months ago, I don't think I would be kicking it right now in St. Bart's with Puffy. But again, that's just my opinion. I can't, nobody can tell anybody how to grieve. And I give my rest in peace to Kersnick Kahari Ball, aka Takeoff. It's crazy. He was only 28 years old. And just a little sidebar. When I think about what I was doing at 28, I was just doing, making horrible decisions and dirty mistakes. You feel me? Horrible decisions and dirty mistakes. I'm not sitting here thinking that somebody's going to take my life because they're jealous of me or shoot me in the head or shoot me in the chest kind of thing. Like I don't even run. It, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. It's like you, you, I feel like that some of these artists, like you go through all of this to be so famous, but you always have to look behind your back. Is it worth it? Is it the artistry for real that you're after? Or is it the money and the fame? Because I'm kind of like a lot of artists that don't be flashy they and they lay low don't have problems but then when you look at takeoff it's kind of like he lay low but they were flashy on their music but he was always the most quiet one but if you around people all the time that start drama and trouble you're probably going to be the one that gets hit and the one with the big mouth is going to still be alive rapping about how they miss you you feel me i don't know i just kind of feel i'm 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 angry <laughs> when it comes to him for real I just am because the whole thing doesn't really make any sense to me like fully it doesn't but again that's why on my podcast I try not to get into this this uh, pop culture stuff because it, it would just be a rabbit hole so I'm just gonna stay in my lane but again this is my 2022 wrap up now for the third and final time I'm gonna go into Brittany Griner yes 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 I know you probably don't want to hear it for the haters that don't want to hear it but for the people that do want to hear it Aren't we so glad that Brittany Griner finally got released from that Russian prison where we didn't know where she was for the last three weeks of her sentence and she was in there for, I want to say nine to ten months. I'm just going to go off the dome with this because I'm trying to make it fast because I don't want to draw it out because I've already had two different episodes about Brittany Griner. So if you hadn't heard them, please go back to my previous episodes and just listen because I've been an advocate for her the whole time. Now, what I want to say is I've gone online and kind of gotten to it a couple of times with a couple of different people um, that say, you know, leave her where she was. She didn't want to be in America. If she's not going to fight for our country, I fought for our country. I was like, are you a uh, Native American? 
Because if you're not a Native American, I'm so tired of people saying that somebody doesn't want to be in the country and that she was just a traitor of the country because she said one time that she didn't like how her particular ethnic group were being treated in America. So, and we're not going to do the race car thing here. I'm I'm not going to do that on my podcast. What I will say is everybody's talking about how Paul Whalen was Marine and, you know, that they should have bought him home before they bought her home. And I get it. And from the outside looking in, if you don't do your research, I can understand how people would feel that way, you know, but I really would say, look up who Paul Whalen is in his background. And also look up negotiations for what happened with the whole thing. Okay. We couldn't pick and choose. Putin wasn't even having it. He's in an all-out, full-out war right now with Ukraine that he picked. And he chose to go to war with them. Um, But there were no negotiations on Paul or Brittany. America said they wanted both of them. And Russia was like, this is what you're going to get. And so that pretty much is what happened. They gave her and traded her for Victor Bout. Which bout, no, I've said, even on my first episode that I did on Britney, whenever I first found out that they were trying to do like a um, prisoner trade, prisoner swap, I said, that's not a good swap. I've never felt like it was a good swap because it's not even an equal thing. It's not even an even thing. You know, he was selling like warheads to different countries, selling them to us too. But selling them to different countries, Israel, like selling them to all these different countries as well. Like he's a major war criminal. I get it. No, it wasn't fair. I've never said that it was. Never, ever, ever said that it was. Okay. But look up who Paul Whalen is. Russia is not trying to give him back at all because they feel like he's a spy. And and when you look him up, I'm not going to go into all the details about Paul Whalen. But yeah, man, it's a lot of like just really sketchy things um just to give you a little bit he enlisted in the uh, marine corps reserves he was in the reserves he was not a full-time marine i don't know where that ever came from he was enlisted into the marine uh reserve in 1994 he took military leave from kelly services if anybody knows who kelly services is it's a temp agency he was an it manager there before he went into the marine corps reserve from 2003 to 2008 And it included a little bit of service in Iraq. So he held rank in the Marine Corps, um, in the Marine Corps Reserves as staff sergeant with a air control group uh, working as an administrative clerk and an administrative uh, chief. And he was part of Operation Iraqi Freedom. He got court-martialed in January of 2008 on multiple, multiple counts related to larceny. He was sentenced to 60 days restriction, reduction of pay grade, E4, and, and a bad conduct discharge. The specific charges against him included attempted larceny, three specifications of derelictation of duty, making a false official statement, wrongfully using another social security number, and 10 specifics, specifications of making and uttering checks. Um, without having sufficient funds in his account for payment. So basically that just means making um, specifications, like just writing bad checks. And so he was court mar He was thrown out of the, the Marines. Like that's why I don't understand why people don't read and research. It just looks like 
a lot of people just completely went after Britney. And I saw so many disgusting comments from, you know, black men and just men in general. But I will say black men, first and foremost, let that man sit in prison. He should have sat over there. It's blah, blah. It was just like a lot of homophobia and like women bashing for what? This woman having a freaking marijuana charge that that a same Caucasian woman had and she was only in there for, I want to say, what was that chick's name? She was in there for two months. Y'all wanted this woman to rot in jail for nine years on having two vape pens and was mad about it because she was a black lesbian. That really is what it comes down to. That... What, where is society at right now? As a Where was society at as a whole in 2022? Let's be real about it. That's all that was. That was her name. Her name was Audrey Lauder. She was um, Caucasian, 19 years old. She spent two months in Russian prison for 19 grams. And that was way more than what Brittany had with those two vape pens. So that's that on that. And then also, I do want to just put in your mind... So I was talking to my partner about this. I said, you know what? People don't know probably what she even had to do to get out. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know where she was those last three weeks that uh, she was incarcerated. You know what I'm saying? She came home. All her locks were cut off. You know, you think she had a razor in jail or were they cut off? Don't nobody know what that woman had to do to get out of prison out of Russian prison and what she had to do for America or what her life is like now being out of there of course her life is forever changed 10 months in Russian prison you don't know what that woman went through I don't even want to think about it I know I couldn't I'm a pansy I can't do it and I don't want no no parts of it that's why I don't commit crimes but I'm telling you y'all don't nobody knows what that girl's life is like now like what she had to do for Biden, what she really had to do, and all these things behind the scenes that we don't know anything about. This is a two to three time Olympian WNBA player. I doubt she will ever even play again, or even if she can, or if she's just banned for the rest of her life. What is she going to do for work? But then also, I love the fact that a lot of the WNBA players, yeah, yeah, WNBA players, they have college degrees. So whatever she went to college for, hopefully that woman will just get a job in what she's educated in because they're all educated. So I just I just want to leave that there with that. Because that really that was something else that really just chapped my hide whenever I saw all the hate happening uh online with that. Be free, Brittany. And I have to say that this is in no way hating on Paul Whalen. I'm not. I know it may sound that way. It's not. I was just breaking it down. I do wish for all Americans to be free in Russia that are unjustly in prison there for long terms that don't need to be over there. And everybody is still working to get Paul Whalen back. You know what I mean? Like whatever the um, details are of his imprisonment. And again, just I would just urge you to look on Wikipedia and just look up Paul Whalen to see what the details were with the thing and see why it's so difficult to get him out. I would just urge that. I'm in no way hating the Paul, the Whalen family or saying that, you know, he doesn't deserve to get out. None of that stuff. I'm just saying I understand why it's harder for them to let him go than it was for Brittany. So I just urge you to look that up before everybody just jumped to conclusions about who shouldn't get out and who should. 
So in closing, for my 2022 wrap-up, I just want to ask, like, what are you manifesting? Are you guys manifesting anything? Which I think is a great thing to do. I do, and a great thing to ask at the close of anything that you feel like is coming to an end type of thing or, or a different chapter in your life. What are you doing? For me, I'm manifesting health, wealth, prosperity, health, health, health above everything else because nothing else matters if you don't have the health. And I'm just manifesting like new opportunities and new friendships and people that pour into me and don't just take because I really, really need that in my life. And I'm finding that, you know, the older that you get, friends like really fall by the wayside just because you've known someone forever. And I think I've, I've spoken about this before. Just because you've known somebody forever does not make that person your friend. People outgrow people. And then some people sometimes just never had good intentions for your friendship, even in the beginning. And maybe they're keeping you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're keeping you as their friend just because they don't know any better or they just don't, you know, even if they've used you up, they're still keeping you around just because they're used to having you around kind of thing. But you guys probably don't even like each other anymore. It's just so weird to me, you know, when you start finding that out and like seeing those different kind of friendships, you have to know to, to walk away from it. So I'm just like manifesting I always, for myself, always ask God for discernment and decisiveness and clarity because I need all of those things. You need all those things in one to know the person you're looking at, the person that's looking you in your face and that's supposed to be your friend or supposed to be your significant other. The same thing for that. You need discernment for that, right? You know, we all need some kind of guidance sometimes because... It's a lot of things out here that just shouldn't be in your life anymore, but they just linger because you don't have anything else better to do, or you just probably don't know any better, or you think that's your friend or whatever. And I'm telling you, in 2022, I learned a lot. I've done a lot of things. I've whew, not even going to speak about personal things. I'm just not. I'm just glad that whoever's not in my life is not in my life any longer. I'm glad for that. And I hope that they're happy as well, that I'm not in theirs. So I don't hold any grudges. And I just hope that people really don't hold grudges because I really do feel at the end of everything that happens, we do have like this whole flash before our eyes and this whole, oh, what did you do with your life? Like, what were you doing the whole time? Were you trying to help anybody or were you trying to just hate everybody? Did you have any friends? Were you trying to help anyone or were you just for self and selfish and when I think about all of that I hope that my ancestors are proud of the person that I am and if they're not proud of the person I am right now I hope they're going to be proud of the person that I'm going to become so in 2023 let's just it's not it, it honestly is not even about a new year it's about you should have been trying to do that in 2022 should have been trying to do that every day in 2022 but since for shits and giggles let's just say right now that in 2023 we're gonna start anew everything the the slate is clean the slate is washed nothing in your life should not be in your life and we're just starting anew right 
So that's pretty much what I wanted to put out there for the closing of this. And again, just manifest. You should be manifesting what you want. And no, not trying to be like an enlightening guru and things of that nature. This is just this episode for the closing of my 2022. I'm telling you, next episode is going to go right back to my true crime. <laughs> it is. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and please, again, make sure to follow the actual podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Make sure to just click on that, that follow button and also follow me on Facebook at true underscore Straub. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at true underscore Straub. And then also I have a blog under label and spell out 976 at blogspot.com and also you guys just just know that you can always email me at label 976 at gmail.com as well if you want to talk to me you can always do that through the email and this new year coming up for this new year if anyone wants to actually be actually be a guest and talk to me or we just go back and forth with each other that's great now what i will say about the guests when i have guests and i've already spoken to them as well if i have returning guests i don't want it to be like it's the oprah winfrey show where you're the celebrity and i'm just asking you questions you have to ask me questions as well i'm not sitting here just interviewing you for your life and ask me questions because i want the conversation to go back and forth so definitely going to start doing more interviews this year and hope you guys enjoyed this episode please feel free to comment email me if you like and please remember it's good to be loved but it's profound to be understood